Welcome to the Cone Zone. I'm Grant Cone. That's my dad, Lowell Cone. And uh, the 49ers are right where they want to be. Coming off two straight blowout losses, three and four, just like last year. This is the formula for them. This is 49ers football. And boy, aren't they happy to be playing it. Dad, what do you think of this 49ers football that they've been displaying so far this season? Well, let's give a little context. When poor Trey Lance got hurt in the locker room after the game, a lot of the veterans said all the appropriate things. Gee, it's too bad, blah, 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 blah. But then there was hardly suppressed glee that they were going back to Jimmy. And when and they said, I mean, one of them, was it Juszczyk, said we're going back to 49ers football. Meaning yeah. what they did with Trey Lance was some bastardized form, but now they were going back to the real thing. Yeah. Well, how did that work out? Mm -hmm. uh, and I have something to say, then I'll give you the floor. And it was like their attitude was, look, we've proven with Jimmy Garoppolo that we're a good offense. Why are we fixing something that's not broken? And it's broken. It's so broken. And also the attitude that – oh, go ahead. Hey, you're going ahead of me. What I wanted to say was they were really saying we want to do what we're comfortable with. Correct. We want to go into our comfort zone. Yeah. And what I would say – your comfort zone is not enough. You should be asked to do more. Exactly. And I think Lance would have done that. Okay, Iggy, to you. Well, I mean, they, they proved in 2019 that when they didn't win the Super Bowl that their comfort zone wasn't enough. And they've this locker room has sort of been in denial about that fact for the last four years. And now what's kind of nice about where they're at right now is they're have, they have to really confront the reality of what they wanted. This is what they wanted. And it's not just Jimmy Garoppolo. It's Jimmy Garoppolo coming off an offseason where he rehabbed and didn't prepare at all. And it wasn't his fault. The Niners didn't want him to prepare. He was injured. And this team thought that version of Jimmy Garoppolo would be good when, frankly, he's having the worst season of his career, which could have been expected. He's not even great when he's fully prepared and healthy. He's not that right now. Iggy, did they even give him a playbook during the No. Week? No. And, and this yeah. They dissed him. They dissed, dissed him. him. Yes. And then they said, come and save us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the players seemed to think that that would work. It's too bad because Trey Lance was here every step of the way. He did. He went to every freaking practice. He tried so hard to win over the team, and they kind of just held their noses the whole time. And were like, we want that guy over there who's not preparing because he's not allowed to. That guy's better. Well, is he? He's right now. He has a worse QBR, which is like the ESPN stat that takes into account game situation and running stuff, than like Geno Smith, Andy Dalton, Mitchell Trubisky, all kind of quarterbacks they could have gotten for cheap who wouldn't who didn't have the locker room behind him. That's why I felt like, man, it's a mistake to bring back Jimmy Garoppolo. The team loves him. They're never going to give Trey Lance a chance. Uh, I feel like it kind of played out like that. So now they get what they want. They, they, they now they get what they want. want. Yeah. You know something else uh, I learned from this or relearned. You can't trust what players say. Oh, you yes, you can't. Can. Absolutely. Journalists saying, let's get quotes from this one. Let's get to uh -huh. Tito. Let's talk. Yeah. The fact is, they have a very limited perspective. Yes. Um, Kyle Shanahan, who I have a lot of issues with and we'll get to mm -hmm. later. Mm -hmm. He seemed to want the kid to be the quarterback. And he was correct. We now, see he, why. 
We see why. He yes. wasn't correct in how he used them. No. He got him murdered, but he was correct to want them because he thought, and I think, they would have been a better offense with the kid. Jimmy's too limited. Too limited. And so, the, the but the, the players have a different perspective. I don't trust players. I also don't ask players their opinion on political subjects, right. on religion. I just ask them about what they do on the field. But this is a failure of leadership from Kyle. Like, you're not asking your vets for their opinion. They're supposed to fall in line with what you want to do, with your vision for the team. And the fact that he couldn't get them in line, frankly, kind of indicates that he may have lost this locker room to a degree, whatever losing a locker room means. He had a vision for the direction of the team, and it got vetoed by his veteran council. That's not good. I can't see Pete Carroll. Look, if Pete Carroll got uh, vetoed by his vets, those guys wouldn't be on the team anymore. He got rid of all the vets from that. He got rid of Bobby Wagner, Richard Sherman, so he could start over with young guys who weren't uh, tired of his message. And look, he's winning again. Kyle has been clinging to these vets for five, six years, and it seems like they all make more money than him now. They have their own opinions, and uh, you got a, a dysfunctional team. You know, you're absolutely right. I agree yeah. with you. And the one that I always come back to when I apologize is Bill Walsh because I knew him the best, and he <clears> was <throat> the best. Iggy, he would have gotten rid of these guys. Yeah. You don't buy in, you're out. You're out. You're out. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you two players he would have gotten rid of already. Kittle. Yep. Glitchy. He's beginning to, to falter. McGlinchey. Um, and Armstead. Yeah, and McGlinchey. Oh, McGlinchey. And McGlinchey. Oh, yeah. I, I, how could I forget him? Yeah. McGlinchey wouldn't have even had all the chances that he's had. Right. Um, so you're right. It's the, the veterans got what they wanted, and it shows how little they know, and they haven't bought into what Kyle's doing, and that's a failure of his. It is a failure of his. I mean— People seem to be buying into what Robert Sala is doing in New York. They're five and two. It's a young team. I mean, he doesn't seem to be having like to like negotiate with his team about who to play. It seems like Kyle's been negotiating with his team for years. He wanted Trey Lance to play last year. He was trying to do the two quarterback system. He was trying to like bargain with. What if I play him a little bit? What if I bring him in the red zone? No, no, we want Jimmy. We want Jimmy. All right, guys. Well, you got Jimmy, and he's exactly what we all said he was. And if this season's going to go anywhere, he's going to have to play pretty well in a way that he hasn't yet. So let's see what you got. Yeah. And you know, Iggy, I come back to the game when Trey Lance played. You'll remember, you know, situations better than I do when he was on the ground and McGlinchey and Trent Williams walked right past him and didn't help him up. Week one. It was the first quarter. It might've been the second drive. They were in the red zone. He got sacked and they didn't help him up. They McGlinchey sprinted to the sideline. Like I'm getting, I'm getting away from this uh, crime scene. And what it meant was nothing against the kid. It meant the coach. Look, we don't endorse. He's not one of us. He's not one of us. And that was a visual metaphor for how they disdain Kyle Shanahan. Iggy, that was very bad what they did. Very bad. Small-minded and bad. Yeah. So there's a subtopic to this topic. Will the 49ers turn their season around like last year? Okay. Uh, they had a slow start last year too. They were three and five. They could win this week and be four and four. Do you think that they can just that this is this is 49ers football? A slow start and a, and a strong finish. <laughs> it's an interesting question. Um, again, context. If you're a 49er fan, you might be thinking, "This is how we play. We start mm. slow. We were three and five. 
nothing to worry about. It's the exact same as last season. Take so a deep breath. Yeah. It really boils down to, is this the exact same as last season? And I would say it's not. And I, uh, I would say three and four is not a positive sign. Now, I do believe they'll beat the Rams. And I think four and four is mediocre. I actually think they can win that division because it stinks. But I don't think that means they're a good team. Seattle's better than we thought, although the Niners have beaten them already. They beat them. So let's say they're in contention to win yes. that division. But yes. it doesn't matter because the division is way weaker than we understood. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, is three and five or, or four and four a good start? No. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you why. Because what different from last season is one thing. I think the league has figured out Kyle's offense. I think so too. I think so too. And I think that's a difference. That's a big difference. I think Jimmy has regressed. He's having his worst season ever. He didn't have an off season. He he got hot last year and played well in November, December. I don't know if that's going to happen this year. Yeah, uh, not his fault. Also, the defense, now it's true. They have a lot of injuries and some of those guys are going to come back. That doesn't guarantee they're going to be good. Every week, there's a, three more guys who get hurt. Juszczyk broke his finger. Uh, Debo pulled his hamstring, and Dre Greenlaw pulled his... Every week, there's three guys coming in coming and, and three guys coming, ba- uh, coming back. And poor Jimmy Ward is playing with a cast. I mean, I, I haven't talked to Jimmy, but it must not be easy. Did you yeah. pull a load of that thing that's on his arm? I mean, it's like a club. Yeah, so, how do you... Yeah. So what I'm saying is, I don't think it's the exact same as last year. They may go on a winning streak. They may... But they're going to lose a lot more games that you think that they're going to win. They may make the playoffs, although that's iffy, but then they'll go nowhere. This team is not that good. It's not yeah. like last year's team. Yeah, whether or not – yeah, I agree. They, they could win this division with nine or ten wins. They could get in the playoffs. This team is going nowhere for the same reason they didn't win the Super Bowl last year or, or three years ago, whatever. Um, they needed to change something. Kyle understood that. He couldn't get that across to his team. And they resisted. They really wanted to prove that they were good enough. You had that opportunity in Miami when you lost the Super Bowl. You were up 10 in the fourth quarter. You could have sealed the deal and been champions, but you didn't. And so something needed to change. You lost by 11 in that game. So something needed to change. And the change was trading DeForest Buckner. Yeah, it was his fault that they lost the Super Bowl. Damn it, DeForest. Why did you play better? Jimmy, you stay. I mean, I'm sorry. So this is... Yeah, look, look. Jimmy was asked directly this question, you know, hey, you guys started three and four last year. How, how confident does that make you right now? And he's like, it's a different team, very different coaching staff. And I hadn't heard the players mention that, but it is a much different coaching staff. The entire offensive coaching staff, save a couple of people, is different this year than last year. And uh, it's not just Mike McDaniel is gone. It's the assistant head coach, John Embry, and the wide receivers coach, uh, Wes Welker. The current, I mean, the, the rookie wide receiver, Danny Gray, is horrible. He looks horrible. And maybe he would have done better with Wes Welker. I don't know. So you got a lot of first-year assistant coaches like have to save the season right now. You got a bunch of players sort of like uh, frantically coming back from injury just to play at like 80% just to keep this season afloat. I mean, Nick Bosa didn't look like himself in the last game. No. He, he didn't. He, he lined off offsides twice. In a row. In a row. Yeah, I mean, so what they're doing is like they're throwing these guys back onto the field without any practice. It's like, Nick, can you suit it up? I know you didn't practice this week. Are you 75? Can you please play? Our season is on the brink of collapse. And he's like, yeah, of course, I'll play uh, if you take care of me in a couple of years when it's time to pay me. But yeah, I mean, these guys are coming back. They're playing, but Jimmy Ward didn't look his best. Traverius Ward got beat a lot. Bosa got exposed in this game. 
what? I don't know. I don't see how the, the Niners are going to have to get healthy and consistently healthy. And it, so many things have to go right. And Christian McCaffrey well, can only do so much. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, so we agree. This three and four may not be as strong as the three and five they had last year. We, yeah. we, we agree on that. I want to ask you a question. Were you exaggerating or did some journalist actually say, how confident are you uh, that you can come back from three and four? I, I, I don't want to say that. I, I don't remember the exact words. And the guy that asked the question is a good friend of mine. He didn't mean it like that. Um, but it was I, – I understand the question. It's, it's a topic on a lot of people's minds. Hey, the Niners did this last year. I mean, is this something that they're comfortable in? And pretty much every player was like, no, this is not how you start a season. And the fact that we did it, I mean, the fa- actually, the fact that they've done it two years in a row is a, is a bad thing. You know, yeah, so they, they got were, lucky last year. They were candid about that. And then they let the cat out of the bag about the assistant coaches. I mean, right. We don't feel that the coaching staff is as, is as solid as it used to be. We don't feel we're getting the support that uh, we're getting. That's a dysfunctional team. That's the, that's the player saying, well, I don't really, we don't have the same confidence in the coaching staff we used to. That's right. They used to say, oh, Kyle's the best play caller in the league. We'll figure this out. They don't say stuff like that anymore. In fact, Jimmy, it was a few weeks ago where he got caught on television saying, your plays suck, man. That's a difference. And then he tried to walk it back. Say, during a game, you say a lot of things. You do, but you don't say that. (laughs) You know what I mean? You don't say that. And what's more, what's more, if you say that and you get caught on television, you pay a price. It's true. You get called into the coach's office and he really goes after you. Who the hell do you think you are? Right? Right. There's also one more thing. People, I think, romanticized last season. Like, they started three and five, but then they figured everything out and they just powered through. Like, they were very close to missing the playoffs. They had to go into uh, LA and win on the road week 18 in overtime. They came, it was the one time they've ever come from behind in the fourth quarter and won a game. They were this close to not even being a playoff team last year. And the reason they were a playoff team is because Debo Samuel had one of the most remarkable seasons I've ever seen. He really carried the team in a way I've never seen uh, a running back or wide receiver do it. He threw a touchdown pass in that week 18 game. He's hurt now. He's a hamstring injury. He's another guy who missed the entire offseason because he was waiting to get a contract. He's not in his best... He's not in the shape he was in last year. There are a lot of differences between this team and last in last year's. And Iggy, one of the reasons he has a hamstring is because he's not in the shape he was in last year. Exactly. It goes together. And exactly. again, uh, you know, I don't want to belabor it, but I do want to mention it. When he was holding out, I compared him to how Jimmy acted. And Debo Samuel was a prima donna. He, he was. did not act well. And it's coming back to haunt him. It is. Absolutely. He's not having the season he should be having, and the Niners are paying for it. We're going to take. We're going to do one more topic, and then we'll take some questions because the next topic flows right in. Everyone's going to say, well, what about Christian McCaffrey? That's another big difference in this team. They have Christian McCaffrey this year. He's going to take them to the Super Bowl. What's, what was wrong about this trade with Christian McCaffrey, for Christian okay. McCaffrey? I'll start by saying everything was wrong about this, about this trade. Mm-hmm. First of all, they gave up four draft picks. They essentially gave up next year next year's draft the um, good part of it the good part of it yeah i mean you, you know you can get a, a kicker but yeah. you want to get an offensive tackle or a center yeah, you probably need a second round pick yeah so they gave up way too much for him that's for starters and when i say gave up way too much for him he's a little guy with a built-up body who gets hurt mm-hmm. he is a dynamic player 
Yes. Um, okay, that's that's number one. And he's a running back, a, not a quarterback, not a cornerback, not a pass rusher, a running back. Well, that's what I was going to say. They already had a bunch of running backs. Jeff Wilson Jr. is a good running back, and he's a dynamic running back. Explosive. Um, they needed things more. They need offensive linemen more than they need a running back. They need corners more than they need a running back. So what it really get shows me is that John Lynch and Shanahan don't understand their own team. They right. thought if we get this one running back, it'll bring us, it'll make up for losing Trey Lance. It'll make up for Jimmy not being good. It'll make up for the defense being hurt and faltering. This kid will bring us over the hump. Well, I got to tell you, any football person, and you and I talk to people, all say, <clears throat> what in the world were they thinking? Do you agree, Iggy? Absolutely. I mean, who trades multiple picks for a running back? I mean, the smart move is to trade the running back. I mean, uh, J- Jimmy Johnson traded Herschel Walker, right? And he got a million picks. And everyone said it was the smartest trade of all time. He ended up drafting a team that won a mul- bunch of Super Bowls. I mean, th- this is the biggest trade the Niners have made for a running back since OJ. You don't do stuff like this. It's just you don't. But anyway, he's a good player. It's just it just shows you like if you have a limited quarterback and a bad offensive line and a coach who's in a real slump, what is this running back going to do? Oh, he's going to take you from maybe 17 points a game to 23. Nice. But the real issue with this offense is that Kyle wasn't getting the most out of the talent he had to begin with. So now you just gave him another player he's going to mess up. And and like he he used McCaffrey nice in that script and then after that it was just like running into the into the middle of the line, no gain, no gain, like nice Kyle, that's great. And in addition, Jimmy, because of his limitations, he he has playmakers. He has great playmakers. He can't really get the ball to all of them. So this yeah. is another guy Jimmy can't get the ball to. Right. And it's like, oh, the offense will be unstoppable because now Jimmy Garoppolo has another person he can throw sideways to. A horizontal passing offense is not that scary when you go against a team like Kansas City. And the Niners don't go against them that often, but if you want to win a Super Bowl, which is what the whole mission of this season is, you're eventually going to have to beat a team that can go bombs away and the Niners can't. And we saw what happened. Yeah. So uh, let's be real clear. On this trade to get Christian McCaffrey, CMC, Right. Thumbs down for Lowell. Thumbs down. Yeah. Thumbs down. The only way this would work out is if Christian. Thumbs down. The only way this would work out is if he's like Frank Gore from here on out, never misses a game, plays into his 30s, and really uh, helps Trey Lance. I mean, Trey Lance can expand the field. Maybe he'll be a good fit with. But he's going to have to be like Frank Gore or or Marshawn. He's going to have to be an Iron Man and be there every game. He's not going to overcome. Jimmy Garoppolo's limitations, but maybe he'll be a nice compliment to Trey Lance. I just don't see him staying healthy, Dad. We'll see. Yeah, but there's there's more to it, Iggy. It's yeah. in the future that'll help Trey Lance. They brought him in for now. It's true. They brought him in for this season. It's true. They're saying he's going to make the difference this season, and I'm saying that's bad thinking. Yeah, he's not going to make the difference this season. And no. even if he... He's not. And even if he does fit well with Lance and stay healthy, the problem is by giving up what you gave for him and paying what you're paying for him, you have no draft picks early in the draft and no cap space. So you need to address the offensive line. It's not good enough. You got to replace Mike McGlinchey at right tackle. You got to get a center. You can't. You can't. The center you're going to get is going to be in round five. Good luck. The right tackle you're going to get is going to be in round five. Good luck. You're not going to get premium athletes to play these positions and you're always going to have these holes, but at least you have a running back who's healthy some of the time. But again, 
I'm not looking at draft choices. I'm looking yeah. at this season. This season. This season, they don't have a good offensive line. McGlinchey, the poor guy, can't play. They, they right. And they can't pass block, and they don't run block as well as they used to. Even right. Trent Williams didn't play well. They got CMC to play now. this now. season. That's and why they played him week one. That's why they played him two days after getting him. They needed to address the offensive line and cornerback, and they addressed the thing they didn't need. That's and they what, even said, when they when they drafted him, they said, you know, we got him because we're so confident in our team. This is like 2019 when we went to the Super Bowl. All we, 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 we got Emmanuel Sanders. They were undefeated when they traded for Emmanuel Sanders. And they gave up a fourth. And, like a, it was a rental. They didn't give up much for him. We're so confident in this team that we wanted to get this one guy, which essentially is saying, we're going to win the Super Bowl now. We're going to win the Super Bowl now. This is the piece we need to win the Super Bowl. And then you lo- lose like that. You better win the Super Bowl now, this season. So here's what I would call. And again, I really like John Lynch. I don't know Shanahan. I would call that's a, t- a, a collective, the two of them, a collective self-delusion. They're yes. delusionary. They, yes. made this, they made this trade because they're living in a delusion that they share. They're not in reality. And they're also desperate. They went all in with a bad hand. Yeah. They went all in with like a a, a pair of threes. Thinking, oh, we're going to get another three on the river. Like They really messed up. And you, so they got to win a Super Bowl. They went all in. They're not going to win a Super Bowl with this team, most likely. What's the consequence? When you go all in and sacrifice so much of your future for right now and you don't even come close to winning the Super Bowl, what's the consequence for that? I guess Jed has to think about it. Right. And what I would say again Certainly, Jed and I don't talk. Um, first of all, I think Jed should have called them in for a meeting already mm-hmm. after he saw what happened on Sunday. He, mm-hmm. I believe Jed should have called those two guys in and said, what's your plan? What's your yeah. plan? Uh, yeah. Because you seem to have gotten the wrong position player that we needed. So I want to tell you this. You got this season and you got next season. But if next season goes like this, I'm making a change. I think Eddie would have done it. I think Jed needs to do that. Or if he can't, his father needs to do it. But these people need to be put on notice. Are they on the hot seat? I don't care to answer. It's a cliche. We've done yeah. it. I think that needs to be a meeting that should already have happened. You got the rest of this season. You got next season. After that, I'm making no promises to you guys. They missed the playoffs this year. I would love to see what Jed York does. You could bring him back next year, but... I- how would the fan base feel about Kyle Shanahan if they miss the playoffs this year? I guess we may find out. Iggy, one thing about you know we're going to have a Kyle section later, so I don't want to get I don't want to get uh, mixed the topics. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's clear we both don't think very much of this Christian McCaffrey trade. Now, it is nothing against the guy. I'm a Stanford guy, and it does bother me that he didn't play in the Sun Bowl, but. That's really not even an indictment of him. It's an indictment of all of college football, the way they work. So let's not get into it. Um, He's okay by me. The trade is ridiculous. Yeah. And again, the biggest issue with this team is not talent on offense. It's the fact that the coaches and the head, the the head coach and the players are not on the same page at all. Right. And so if they're going to fix this season, they're going to have to fix that. And what's funny is bringing in McCaffrey almost makes it worse. Because what it's what, what Shanahan's saying to his players is, you guys aren't good enough. It's your fault. It's not me. It's your fault. And now I'm bringing in someone else. And they're like, all right, well, now we got McCaffrey. Now we scored 23 points. Wh- whose fault is it now, coach? And that's what they all said after the game, right? 
IU Kittle. Well, huh, yeah, we got another good player. It's the funniest thing. I don't know. So, Kyle, it's the target is on him right now from his fan base and his players. His players. It seems dysfunctional. It seems to be a, a team that is not well organized. Nope. They're, they're fighting against each other. There's no leader. There's no one saying this is the direction we're going. Follow me. I mean, they're all kind of bickering, it feels like, privately. But hey, if they win next week, maybe things will be great. But And the Rams always come at the right time. The Rams are horrendous on offense. We all talk about the Niners' bad offense. Rams are worse. Rams are worse. So no, the Niners no, can win. The three of them, McVay, Shanahan, and the guy LaFleur, they all together, right? Yeah. All three of them suck. All three of them suck. Yeah, they, they think they have to stay share a brain, and the league has caught up to that brain. Yeah, but meanwhile, McDaniel and Salah are doing well on the East Coast. Very interesting. Maybe those were the guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's take some questions, then we'll get back to our stuff. Antonio says, can't say players are good with this record and at the same time say you have a good coach. It's either way. I believe we have good players. Fans get mad at you because you tell the hard truth, which is a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, if, if fans think the Niners have a great roster and they're three and four, then f- finish the equation. They're poorly coached. Yeah. Right? All right. It's um, a syllogism. You could put it's a syllogism. Yeah. C. Turley says, question for you, Lowell. I love Tuesdays with you guys, so thank you, and I hope you're both well. I know the teams are different, but did this loss feel like the 94-48-8 uh, loss to the Eagles? Pull yeah, that I don't remember games like that. I, I don't remember. I, I was six, but I actually remember. Hold on. I think that was week two, though. That was – it was week five. They were three and two after that loss. It's a little bit different, you know. They yeah. were three and two. It was week five. This is week seven. Now they're three and four. I don't know. Also, I remember uh, Steve Young yelled at George Seifert on the sideline after the uh, during that game. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo should yell at someone, Steve but he's the problem. Young, I remember that. I was watching on television at six, being like, "Wow, why is he so mad?" I remember Steve was behind him, and George uh, Seifert wouldn't turn and look at him. And Steve was just yelling at his back, and George was like, "Dude, you're out." I think he pulled him from the game. He pulled him from the game at a certain point. Benched him. Yeah. Matthew Sanders says, Kyle set himself up for failure when he kept Jimmy. I don't care what anyone says. Having uh, the subconscious safety net of Jimmy put Trey at greater risk. I think a smarter move would have been to bring in a backup who could have been there all offseason and train with the team. I agree. Yeah. And if he could if he could play the similar style of football as Trey, even better. But what's most important is being there, training. I don't understand why the Niners thought Jimmy would be so good coming off the couch when he's not even good fully trained. <laughs> Donald says, this is what happens when you allow rank-and-file members to make executive decisions. The players wanted Jimmy. Kyle fooled, folded like a cheap tent. Kids run the house. Yeah, man, they're not experts on football decisions. They play a certain position. And now they have an opinion on the quarterback? Dude, go play tight end. Sorry. Or right tackle. Seth Harvey says, Grant, please don't give Jimmy an excuse. He knows his playbook. He's been here five freaking years. Also, Chiefs versus Arizona was 44-21. We only scored 23. Okay. Yeah, I'm not giving Jimmy an excuse. I'm just saying, why did the Niners think he was going to be great? Josh says, what? Well, you and I have rated Jimmy in the past. He is what you call a serviceable quarterback. He can do certain things. He always will make a mistake that's a killer in a game. He always will. And if I had to grade him, he's a C. He's a C quarterback. Right. And if he's your quarterback, you're going to be looking to trade three first-round picks for someone else. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's okay to have, but you're going to be looking around. 
we should be alarmed until they give us a reason not to be. Let's not rely on what they did last year. I agree. I agree, Josh. Uh, Dustin the Gale says, I donated a comment. We need to drain the swamp, not at it when they traded for CMC. I was being cryptic, but this topic is what I meant. Need to drain the swamp, not add to it. Well, they got a lot. They got a lot of talent, one football and one coach who's really confused right now. You got to figure out how to keep these guys happy. Isaac says the culture is the poison of this team. Kyle's nonchalant attitude toward injuries, negative personality is the catalyst of the downfall. Miss having players, coaches that actually hold themselves and each other accountable. He does have a nonchalant attitude toward injuries. He, he, you would know better than I would. He does. I mean, in the press conferences, it's very much, you know, um, hey, you know, that's football. Yeah. That's football. James says, thank God we signed uh, Traverius Ward instead of J.C. Jackson. Hey, J.C. Jackson got hurt. That is the first time he's really gotten hurt. Traverius Ward is hurt, too, when he just got uh, lit up in the last game. So let's reserve judgment on that signing for now. Steve M. says, Trey can throw it deep. Jimmy can't. One deep throw from Jimmy to Gray was obvious because Gray had a false start. The snap before everyone saw it coming. Do you remember that? The, 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 the deep throw to Danny Gray in this game? He comes on the field. He comes on the field for one play. And if you know the Niners, you know it's going to him deep because he only does one thing and he never plays. So he's on the field and he's so excited that he's going to get his one chance to run deep that he jumps false start. So now it's first and 15. They call the play again. Who cares? He goes deep, runs the most pathetic route of all time. The pass gets knocked down, never plays again. Danny Gray, third round pick. Very good. And it's not even hit. I mean, that to me is an indictment of the first year wide receiver coach, Leonard Hankerson. It's like, dude, your guy's not ready at all. At all. Sorry. Earn says, hi, Cones. Reporters are afraid to ask real questions. What's the level of frustration is a timid, scared question. Is it a fear of the reaction from Kyle players, the fan base, the organization? Oh, I want to talk about that. Mm -hmm. You know, I watched, I got on a 49ers.com and you can watch the post-game press conference. And you got to remember, I was a journalist for 40 years. I mean, I covered a lot of 49er games. And I'm here in three different, I don't even know who the hell they were because I don't see who the journalists are asking, uh, how frustrated were you after this loss? And my attitude is, who gives a shit? What does yeah. that have to do with anything? First it, of all, they're always going to say, we're always frustrated when you lose. Yeah. You know, it's a question that goes to a dead end. Yeah. And what you're always trying to do is to get them to expand or say something original that they hadn't right. thought of. But also, it's almost like, gee, I feel your pain. I don't feel your pain. Your pain has nothing to do with my pain. No. I am here to ask questions. I want to ask if I'm there, which I'm not, and Shanahan comes with that hat on and unshaven and yep. that blank expression, Kyle, why has your team lost two games in a row? Mm -hmm. Do you have any understanding? Kyle, why is your offense not working in the second half? I, I know you can point to certain plays, but there's a pattern here. And mm -hmm. I think you ought, to, you ought to investigate it. Can you give it any reasons? What is it in your play calling that's not working? I'm yeah. not here to make them feel good. I'm there mm -hmm. to get answers. And, yeah. and when they say things like, what is your level of frustration? I want to puke. I want if answers to those questions. Or I want him to dodge them. And for people to see he can't answer the basic questions that he needs to. It's like people are afraid to ask questions that people that the interviewee doesn't want to be asked. Oh, like he 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 doesn't want me to ask that question. So let me ask something he'll be okay with. How did you feel? Describe your emotions. Your I emotions. want to ask a question that makes him uncomfortable. I right. want a legitimate answer because here's the deal. When I was a columnist, 
my loyalty was not to the coach. It was to my writing. It was to yeah. my readers. Right. I don't have any loyalty to, to Kyle Shanahan. I'm not on their payroll. No. He's not my friend. We don't go out to dinner together. He's a guy I cover like someone covers the president. They're not friends with the president. They're covering them. You're not there to make the, the spokesman for the president feel comfortable. You're there to get legitimate answers to hard questions. And that's what I would do if I were there. And when I hear this crap about your level of frustration, I am not down on Kyle. I'm down on the journalist because the journalist did not do his or her job and let what? him look. Why do you feel that journalists are so afraid to ask legit questions after a loss these days? Yeah. I mean, this is your time. Ask a yeah. question. I'll tell you what. I think it's changed from when I did it and Ira did Ira Miller and Glenn Dickey did it. Uh, I think they want the coach to like them. Right. Or if not to like them, to have a favorable feeling about them. Right. They want the organization to be kind to them. Correct. They don't want to make waves. They That's don't right. want to have conflict in their lives. And you know what? Then be a dentist. That sounds like fear. That sounds like fear sounds to like me. To be a dentist, to be an yeah. dentist, yeah. then don't be a journalist. Because yeah. a journalist, there's built-in conflict. And here's yeah. the thing, Iggy, and I think you share it. Not only was I afraid of conflict, I liked it. Right, right. And I think you do as well. Yes, I mean, it, I feel like the best journalists and the ones I admire the most are really courageous, extremely courageous. Otherwise, if you're not and you just fold, you're not a journalist to me. You got to be able to stand up. And, you know, there, there are much more courageous journalists than sports journalists. Uh, and I feel like sometimes people... Killed being people get killed being journalists. And I know sports journalism is like the, the lowest... Uh, stakes journalism there is, but that doesn't mean it's not journalism and you just fold and be a PR uh, person in disguise. No, you're still a journalist. You're still supposed to be uh, speaking truth to power against a multi-billion dollar organization. That wants to mold you to their point of view. Iggy, Correct. would you mind telling our viewers what Harbaugh did said about me? Uh, oh yeah, I saw Harbaugh. He was there. Wait, wait, wait. Some context. Harbaugh and I had some pretty... Oh, for years. I mean, because you asked. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, I mean, so the other day at the game, he was there. We interviewed him afterward. He walked away and I got him and I said, hey, Jim, it's really nice to see you. My dad says hello. And he gave me the biggest smile. And he actually put his hands together and bowed and said, tell your dad deepest respects. He's a legend. Deepest respects. So I love Jim Harbaugh. He likes my dad. I like Jim. But the point is. I had his respect because I did my job and he knew it. Yeah, and if you want to know exactly how Jim Harbaugh feels about my dad, read my dad's book. He wrote the foreword? Uh, afterward. The afterward. And he explains why he respects my dad. Because it's the big leagues and my dad brought the high heat. Yes. Every day. That's what you're supposed to do. You're yeah. working for a big city newspaper. You got to bring the high heat and you got to bring it in your articles as well. The, the other thing is um, when I – let's say I was at that game and I were writing uh, – a column about what happened against the Chiefs. I don't start off talking about the weather. Nope. No, I don't start off talking with a quote. Nope. I start off with a punch to the gut. Mm -hmm. This was unacceptable. Uh, Kyle Shanahan has to off, uh, answer for this. Yeah. You don't have any doubt 
where I stand in my after my first two sentences, and I go on from there. I don't start to look. Well, well, there was it, there was people were hurt and their penalties, and it doesn't look so good. No, no, you want a strong statement, and that's what sports writing should be. But let me tell you why you didn't see so many strong statements after this loss, because so many journalists proclaimed early on this season that the Niners would be better with Jimmy Garoppolo. They were on this train too. His 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 draw line cuts through the red zone and da 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 And so now they're like, oh, they were wrong. And they're just going to, you know, be quiet and hope that the Niners win next week so they can not acknowledge the fact that they are way off on this team this year and have been the entire time. That's what you're seeing. Oh, here's some quotes. They lost a game. You know, Chiefs are really good. Niners are injured. Eh, it's early. Like, let's let's slow down. That's what you heard because everyone said Jimmy was the way to go. All right. Okay, well, we'll see when these people finally acknowledge that they were wrong. I love it. I, I and I love when they give quotes like, "We got to get back to work." <laughs> we, Thank you oh, for putting you that. You mean you weren't going to get back to work, but now you're going to get back to work? What, Can you imagine putting a quote in like that? We got to get back to work. When you put a quote in like that, that tells me that you got nothing to say and you're trying to fill up 650 words. Like, oh, that's 40 words because I have nothing to say. Let me use a terrible quote. Oh, nice. If I read a quote like that, I'm, I'm not reading the rest of the article. Like, oh, you have nothing. You got nothing today. Okay. Yeah, well, we work harder than any other team. Who cares? That's did a throwaway you, line. Did you win? Did no. you win? Uh, Oviju Burkus says, greetings from Romania Cones. Thank you for being critical, realistic, and demanding with this team. This real, The real issue is uh, MS and his huge ego. Or, or Kyle Shanahan. One of them. One of the Shanahans. I'd love to know what Mike does if he's involved. I guess we'll never know. Josh says Ayuk said they're not as good as they thought. You gotta love Brandon. They don't bring him to the uh, they don't bring him to the post game uh, podium. He stands at his at his locker. I think they think he's a little too salty. Iggy, he's a tough guy, isn't he? He is a tough guy. Yes, he's a really tough guy. I would not really ever mess with him. Iggy, you don't huh? really know him, do you? No, he's very shy. I know his mother. I don't know him. She's very nice. She's very outgoing. John says, what? Hold on. But I want to tell you how tough he is. You took his mother out to dinner last year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you, and you had a lovely time. She was wonderful. You had a lovely time with her. Yeah. As I recall, then you saw uh, Ayuk a a little later in the locker room. You said, oh, you know, I, I, I I had dinner with your mom. And he said, yeah, she told me. Was that? Yeah, I know. I know. Does it? Post Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, as opposed to, you know, thank you so much for being kind to my mother, for taking care of her on the ro- road. She was lonely. It was really kind of you, Grant. All he had to say was, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I won't give you anything. No, absolutely not. Yeah. No. And he was the guy when he felt that Fred Warner took it too far, was the first one to get in his face during training camp and start to fight. Yeah. I mean, he's a wide receiver. Anyway, not like he's Vernon Davis or anything. The Goose says, if Cooper Rush can play better than Dak and Bailey Zapp can play better than Mac, you think Brock can play better than Jimmy? I, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's, I don't know. Yeah. Here's the one thing about Brock. He's been here every day for every practice, and Jimmy hasn't. I don't know. At a certain point, if Jimmy Garoppolo loses enough, they'll have no choice but to go to the backup. So we'll see. Jimmy Jimmy can keep playing if he wins. We don't have a quarterback controversy yet. No. We just no. have a bad quarterback. We just have a bad quarterback and likely two bad quarterbacks. Skylar Bell says, I feel like Kyle Shanahan loves to run so much because it's easy to scapegoat the D. If they fall behind and lose, I couldn't execute my game plan. I also feel like he likes to run so much because he lost the Super Bowl in Atlanta because he couldn't run the ball. And now he wants to, now he has the reputation as being the best run game in, in the league. Like, really? Well, what, where was it in the Super Bowl or in the NFC Championship game? 
I think he's kind of got like a I have an insecurity. Been, I have an yes. Insecurity. Yes. I think he's lost. He's lost. There you go. I think he's lost. I think right. you know people who are, are great play callers have a basic philosophy. I think he's wishy washy on his philosophy. I agree. I agree. His philosophy is to run the ball, but the last two games they've been passing the hell out of it. Why? Well, I think he's lost. Yeah. Isaac says, looks like this offense needs a quarterback with a strong arm, mobility to create plays, and pocket awareness. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, that was the idea. That was the idea when they traded for Trey Lance. And what's crazy is, you know, Justin Fields starting to look a little bit better. Jalen Hurts, really good. Who knows? Maybe Trey Lance could get there eventually, but the Niners just keep setting the process back. That's Four right. starts. Oh. City Burt says, how did the negotiations go down with Kyle and Lynch? Was it, tell me what the Rams are offering and we will give one more pick? It's, it felt like the Niners traded for McCaffrey as much to add him as to keep him off the Rams, which is another bad reason to add a player. Very the Rams are going nowhere. Anyway, let, we have a lot more uh, questions, but I'm going to come back to them in a minute. Let's get back to our show. Dad, what is the most embarrassing play in football? I got to tell you, I was thinking about it. A safety is the most embarrassing play. I, I'm trying to think of, of a c comparison it's like when you were a kid, maybe at camp, and you went swimming. Maybe you were ten years old, and you got out of the pool, and your friend friends pulled down your your bathing your pants. Suit. Yeah, you want to you want to go home after that. It's like you thanks a lot, guys. So embarrassed. Yeah, uh, you've been exposed. Literally, you've yeah. been exposed. Uh -huh. I feel it's like when they pulled down your bathing suit and pulled down your pants. Here's yeah. Jimmy. The first one, he steps out of the back of the end zone. Talk about it's a high school mistake. It's yeah. not even a college mistake. No. And then you, when they were in the end zone and they were doing th their offense last weekend, Iggy, I, I was alone. I said out loud, there's going to be safety. a safety. safety. And yeah. then it was a safety. Yeah. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, and you know, in, in the press box, like there's no, there's no uh, cheering, but when a safety happens, there's like niggless, uh, there, there's g uh, nervous giggling, nervous giggling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there is nervous, like, oh my God. That's what that's what happened. Yeah, it happened on Sunday. Yes, absolutely. You, and everybody was sort of people you've heard of are actually giggling. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. what it feels like is the whole team has been exposed, and the quarterback is a schmuck. Yeah, <laughs> schmuck it, it, had no idea someone was coming around the backside. It's so embarrassing. It almost feels like the game should end right then, and you should lose, and you should have to walk off the field in shame. Like <laughs> that's it. That's it. No, it's safety. It's over. Game's over. Mercy like rule. A TKO. Yeah. Like yeah. A, a TKO. I, I I think it should be. You got pushed back into your own end zone. Game's over. Game's over. You lose. <laughs> and Iggy, what I felt was when I looked at it, it was indicative of the whole team. Their whole team this season is a living, walking safety. <laughs> it is a living. That When you think what image is a microcosm, symbolizes the 2022 49ers. Yeah. Oh, the safety. They've done it twice. Yeah. They're a living, breathing safety. That's yeah. This team is so screwed up that they've had two safeties against them. That's yeah. really, uh, Iggy, I'll tell you another thing is safety. Used to be in the playground across the street from where I grew up in Avenue L in Brooklyn. There was a lot of fighting. Mm. And sometimes one tough guy would spit in another tough guy's face. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the most degrading thing. And if the guy didn't come back at him, it was over with. Yeah. The safety is getting spit in your face. Yeah, absolutely. 
after yeah and in, in the Niners case it was in games they lost it's like after they already got beat up then they got spit in their face and they didn't do anything about it yeah yeah and so I feel not only does it show how crummy the team is how demoralized it's it's that's another thing and please forgive me guys it's how a loser loses yeah it's how a loser loses it's yes how a loser so I'm saying that the Niners who were three and four as of now, they could come in and win the Super Bowl, but they won't. But right now, they're losers. Right. They have a losing record. They're losers, and they get safeties against them. They are losers. Iggy, am I saying too much? Are you? Are, no, you, they're finding ways to embarrass themselves. And these safeties, it's not like they're on the one-yard line, and they hand the ball off, and they're just getting manhandled, and the guy gets tackled in the end zone. It's like they're oblivious. They're on the four, and he drops back. And he's like running around in the end zone or he walks out of the end. It's like, what are you got? Where are you guys this year? They, they seem totally disconnected from reality, the 49ers this year. Iggy, the guy who got Jimmy this time in the, for the safety, who did he beat? Trent Williams. <laughs> the greatest yeah. player in football. The greatest player in football. The greatest player in football. Now, again, Trent Williams was coming off an injury. All these guys that come off an injury for the Niners feel like they come back one or two weeks too early, and they gut it out because the, the season is already on the brink of collapse, but it's like, dude, that you're on the field. you got to play better than that, buddy. They're paying. Your reputation is you're the best of all time? Of all time? Okay. All right. Well, you haven't played like it once this year. <laughs> so, anyway, the most, to me, the most – now, there are other embarrassing plays, i got to say. Embarrassing play is on the long snap where he throws it over the, the quarterback's head. Yep. That's yep. it's not up to its safety, but that's no. that's embarrassing. Yes. Oh, another one, another embarrassing is when the quarterback throws the ball, but the ball comes out of his hand and it goes backwards. <laughs> Iggy, that's that isn't yes. that embarrassing? It is embarrassing, yes. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> what else is embarrassing? Um when you throw the ball backwards, Jimmy Garoppolo did that last year. He threw the ball backwards. That was a fumble. Um yeah, those are good ones. Those are good ones. Yeah. Oh, I'd have to say another very embarrassing one is a, a long pass down the field and you're a cornerback and you do flagrant pass interference. Because yes. Yes. Or when there's a long pass down the field and like the, the camera's panning and then there's no one but a wide receiver there. It's like, that was at the end of this game, right? That was a Juju Smith-Schuster card down the middle of the field. It's like, what is going on? They're just going to give up another, and there's another touchdown right there. Or, or when Jimmy Garoppolo throws that interception to the linebacker every other week. That that one's yeah. embarrassing. So I'd say, in a way, the Niners have cornered the market on embarrassing plays. I, what's funny is people keep saying how great the Niners are and how they're going to figure it out. And they might. But through seven weeks, they are the most embarrassing team in the league, considering how talented they are and how much the media loves them and has projected success for them. Like They have underwhelmed more than any team in the league, I'd have to say. It's embarrassing. Does this guy heard this Kurt Hurd guy? Is he always boosting the Niners? Who's Hurd? Colin Hurd. Oh, yeah. He's saying the Niners are really good. Kyle's the greatest and Jimmy's the greatest. <laughs> he said it again yesterday. He was like, oh, you know, the Chiefs are really good. Like, calm down. The Niners are going to win next week. This is how they always start their seasons. Yeah. All that. Well, every cliche. All that. And again, like what I love about this herd guy is like he pretends that he's an expert on the 49ers. I doubt he even watches their games. But he but he he has probably someone who watches them for him, and then he comes into his little studio in LA and pretends like he knows about the 49ers. Iggy, it's how great. many times has he been down to Santa Clara that, that you're aware of this season? Zero. Oh I've never seen him in person. 
He's just a pontificator from one studio in L.A. But but Stephen A. Smith, he's been down there a lot, right? No, but that to be fair to Stephen A. Smith, I once saw him at a Warrior game. I he will go to like playoff games. So I've never seen Colin Coward at a game ever, 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 ever. Okay, he's too busy <laughs> for mere uh, games. We got more, uh, Dad. Would you say you and I are haters? Yeah, I gotta blow my nose first, guys. You know, it, I'm an old guy. Excuse me. All right. Am I the first guy on television or whatever ever to blow his nose? Blow schnoz? Yeah, maybe. It's okay. okay. It's charming. Okay. Uh, let me say this, and this really kills me. I got a lot of stuff on Twitter this week because, you know, Iggy and I went after the Niners, and they deserved it. A lot of people on my Twitter were okay. Say, you know, we need to rethink this. But I got – I always get a certain percentage of two kinds. One is – you and your son are haters. You, the, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I see where Grant gets it from. Now, I want to let you know, anyone who puts down Grant on my Twitter, I block. He's my son. I love him. I block him. Forget it. So, Forget about it. Yeah, you're out of here. So, but in any event, are we haters? I would like to say we're not lovers, likers, or, or haters. It, I think the categories don't apply. Because yeah. We cover, I'm using present tense. In my case, it was past tense, but I'm using the present tense. We cover the team. Yeah. We're not paid by the team. We're mm-hmm. not part of the team. We're separate from the team. So if they do badly, it's my job to acknowledge it and to actually explain it. And a lot of people say, well, you're not a good journalist. You're not objective. I was an opinion columnist. Grant is an opinion talker. Right. I'm not objective. I have all kinds of opinions, biases, my personality. Everyone is subjective. Everyone is subjective. Subjective. I'm not not writing news. I'm giving my opinion. My opinion is that three and four, this team sucks and is a walking safety. Yes. Uh, So am I a hater? No, I'm telling you what I see. And if they were good, I would praise them. Yes, I don't see anything to praise about what they're doing now. So I would say I'm not a hater, but what ha- people who call me a hater want me to defend them in spite of the fact that they suck. I wouldn't do that, and I don't think it's fair for you ex- to expect it. When you when you bring up the topic of a hater, the concept of a hater, I feel like it sets up a false dichotomy. So if you're not a hater, you have to be a supporter. So you're one or the other. You're a hater or a supporter. Like, no, I'm, I don't support the 49ers. I don't hate on the 49ers. When they do well, I do well. When the Niners are relevant, I do better. Like, I would love the Niners to win a Super Bowl. I would profit from that. Right. But if they don't, then I could profit from that too. Like, it's all, what they do doesn't matter. It's all about me interpreting it to the best of my ability. And that has nothing to do with support or hate. And if, if, uh, if you are a supporter as a journalist, you're not a journalist. Unfortunately. I would also say if you want people who are supporters slash lovers of the 49ers, there are a lot of other sites you can go to. Yeah. And you will you will see a lot of ass kissing and a lot of support. And if that's what you need, don't come here. Go there. And look, I work with a lot of guys who are fans and journalists who are very candid. And it's but to me, it's a very difficult balance to strike because you're a fan. And you're critical after a loss. But then the Niners make a big move like they trade for Christian McCaffrey. Your fandom doesn't really allow you to criticize that move in the moment. 
Because if you do, what's the point of even being a fan? That's Christmas for you. You just got a new player. But if you actually aren't a fan and you take the emotion out of it, you can see really clearly that, that was not a smart move. Yeah, yeah. Just saying. So it's, it's tough to be a fan journalist. It's tough. I don't think you can do it. I, no, I just don't think you can. It's a conflict of interest. I now, think it's a conflict. Something, uh, making the, this conversation a little more complex. I cannot speak for Grant, but when I was writing columns, let's say 49ers, if they lost a game or if they won a game, if they lost a close game, especially one that they should have won, I felt I could write a better column about that than I could about an easy win. Mm -hmm. I want to explain why, and it's about writing. I believe some of the best writing ever in the world is based on conflict. Mm -hmm. um, when something goes wrong and there's drama, there's tension in that. Hamlet, which many people consider the greatest play ever written, is about a conflict. Hamlet is a nice young man whose father has been murdered and he is supposed to seek vengeance, but it's not in his personality to do it. He's not aggressive like that and he's not decisive. And the whole play is the tension in him of how he can handle or not handle this. It's a great play, obviously, because Shakespeare wrote it and the poetry is great and the characters are fascinating, but also because of the embedded conflict. And in a loss, there's an embedded conflict. Now the team has something to answer for. The players have to explain the losing or show courage and character in the losing. It's why I love boxing. You get knocked out. If you want to have a career, you got to get up and do it again. There's a conflict. There's a tension. So I do admit sometimes I didn't want them to lose. I didn't root one way or another. I'm talking Niners, Giants, any. But if they lost, I felt I could probably write a better column. Iggy, does that make sense? Yes. There's a reason why the Niners are so much more interesting than the Warriors. The Warriors are a better franchise than the 49ers. The Warriors are the model franchise in, in, in America, in the Bay Area. I mean, they, they have a much better chance to win a championship this season than the 49ers do. But the Niners are the topic in the Bay Area because they're so dramatic. They don't get things right all the time. They do a lot of things wrong. And you, it, a lot of people are afraid to even talk about it. It's very interesting. That's why they're so fascinating to me. I want to bring up, you brought up the Warriors and I want to, uh, I think you're proving my point. Yeah. The most news they've had so far this season is when Draymond Green punched pool. Winning can be kind of boring, even though it's what fans want. But it's still kind of boring sometimes. Then there was literally conflict. Conflict. And people were then asking, is there another subtext to this franchise? Right. And it became fascinating. fascinating. Yes. National news. But when they win a game, it's like, oh, let me write that Steph Curry's great for the 800th time. I have read so many columns that Steph Curry is great. He is great. How many times can you write that? Yeah. Oh, here's a new quote from Steve Kerr saying he's great. Okay, thanks. That's great. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, last topic, and then we'll get to 35 minutes worth of uh, comments, I promise. Okay. This is a bonus what? topic. I just, uh, when I got on with Iggy, we talked a couple of minutes before we get on publicly, and I said, let me read what I wrote down. Hold on. Oh, because I've been thinking about Kyle a lot, mm -hmm. and I 
there, what can we blame Kyle for this season? Mm-hmm. So I'd like to go one one at a time. Okay, I'll give one, and you give one, and me, and I want to blame him. Blame, and mm-hmm. this is the word I use for ruining Trey Lance this season. Oh, that's number one. That is number one. Ruining Trey Lance, all caps. Well, <laughs> right, all caps. Wasting a second year of Trey Lance's development. He didn't play his final year in college. He didn't play last year. He didn't play this year. He's been on ice for three years. And that, who knows if, if he'll ever recover from that. Uh, okay. Trading for Christian McCaffrey. Oh, yeah. trading. For, that was the most desperate move he could have possibly done. And it's not going to move the needle enough to, to, to win the Super Bowl. And you know what? It's a safety. It's a safety. It's a safety. That move was a safety. Yeah, it was. It Anything was. else you blame him for? Um, for not figuring out the quarterback position in the offseason. For keeping Jimmy Garoppolo and not letting him practice or go to meetings. I love it. Here's another one. For allowing the league to catch up to his offense. Yes. F- agree. For allowing his team to overrule his choice of quarterback. <laughs> We're at six now. Yeah. Can we, can we reach 10? For losing to the Bears, week one, rookie coach making his first coach uh, first game in the league. Matt Eberflus lost to him. Losing to Nathaniel Hackett, That's the eight. worst coach in the league. Losing to Atlanta by two touchdowns. That's nine. Staying in West Virginia for no reason. <laughs> I had to go, <laughs> and I was lonely because you were gone. It was awful. <laughs> I was so lonely. <laughs> Whew, um, uh, that's 10. I think we got 10. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So, yeah, he's responsible for a whole lot. Um, they just got to execute better, though, Dad. I, I, got, <laughs> I got another one for leaving poor McGlinchey at right tackle. Oh, how about for still having a terrible special teams after you fired the special teams coach, brought in a new guy, and spent most of your free agency dollars on special teams players? Still can't stop a kick return. That's that's twelve. He still can't stop a kick return. Yeah. Awful special teams. Yeah, that's twelve. Yeah, Harbaugh had good special teams. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take. What's that? That's twelve. That's twelve. If we could, we get to thirteen. Um. <laughs> Lucky thirteen. Jeez. Anyway, that was he's having, he's having a good Go year. Get him, Kyle. Go get him, Kyle. Citybird says, do you think they could have got Tunsil for less? That's an offensive tackle on the trade market. I don't know. They could have got him, and he'd be probably more impactful. Kyle, Jimmy, Bosa for Aaron Rodgers and a lineman. Oh, man. Kyle, Jimmy, and Bosa for Aaron Rodgers and a lineman. What do you think? I'm not so – for Aaron Rodgers? It's starting to look a little washed up. I'm not sure. So. Yeah. yeah. And he's a um, sour pickle. He's a sour pickle. That's – that's the big problem. Matt H. says, I believe Kyle's only path to getting fired is Lance is a bust and missed the playoffs. Jed giving Kyle power to make the CMC trade shows he's not going anywhere. I would have to agree with that. Yeah, I agree. If if Kyle if Jed was really looking at Kyle sideways right now, he wouldn't have okayed this trade. I agree. And that's just, I'm really disappointed in Jed for that. Jed, well, could have we some say, pride. Could we say something? Uh, yeah. Jed uh, is sort of off the radar these days, but... I've never been sold on him as an owner or his whole family as an ownership group. Um, right? I, 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 I yeah. Mean, what have they ever done? What have they done? <laughs> I don't know. 
except to piss off the whole city of Santa Clara. Yeah, and move the team out of San Francisco. Move the so so the Warriors could slide in right in their spot. <laughs> that was brilliant. Idris says, Lowell, during the last conference of Jim Harbaugh's a Niner, he acknowledged your family. What we need is an actual coach and not a fake. You know, people say Harbaugh was eccentric and tough on people. He was actually a very positive person. And his whole thing was like uplifting his court. He made Alex Smith feel special. He made Colin Kaepernick feel like he was the greatest quarterback in the world. Kyle can't do that for his players. One thing uh, that um, Harbaugh, again, Harbaugh is a strange personality. He told me that he really loved our interaction, me as a dad and you as a son. And he knew that I was very close with my dad. I was very close. And he told me that it, he, it meant something to him because he was very close. I think his dad's still alive. Yes. His dad, Jack, that he yes. and Jack are, are. His father coached at Stanford on, uh, on the football team. And that he and his dad are very close. And so Harbaugh, there's a person in there. Yeah. And he's willing to let it show. Yeah, actually, a lot of people think Kyle's really down to earth. I've never been able to relate to Kyle. I can relate to Jim very well. I actually feel like Jim's much more relatable than Kyle. And me. Didn't Jim once come up to you in the locker room and put his arm around you? Yeah, this was the first time um, we'd ever, he'd ever really acknowledged me. He always kind of looked at me as like the annoying kid who asked tough questions in press conferences, which is fair. That's how Kyle looks at me. But then it was week three. I might have been 2012 or 2013. They lost to Andrew Luck at home. The whole world predicted them to, to, to win the game. I said they'd lose. They lost. And he came up right over to me in the, in the locker room. And he was like, how you doing, Grant? I'm like. And he put yeah. it on you. Yeah. And he was, it's just kind of showing the whole team like, all right, he's, uh, he's got my blessing. He's okay by me. Leave him He's alone. okay by me. Yeah, pretty much. I couldn't believe it. Um, Haha says, does this team not have a two-minute drill? Why can the offense only play at one sp- speed plotting? What a great question. When the hell do they hurry up? And, and what I feel, Iggy, the reason they don't hurry up and the reason they're plotting, that's how Kyle's mind works. Yeah. It's a systematic. I got to do this. I got to do that. It's like a relief pitcher taking a, a minute between pitches. Also, it almost feels like he's saying, you know, I, I can't go fast because look who my quarterback is. Like, that's, dude, he's been here six years, man. What are yeah. you talking about? Don't say that. No excuses. This is who you wanted. He's been here six years. Go. They didn't go hurry up until five minutes left in this game. Unacceptable. Steve M says, ask Kyle if he thinks his job is on the line. I don't think he cares. I think he feels that if the Niners got rid of him, there'd be 10 teams lining up to get him. And I don't know if he's right, but I don't think he cares. Jonathan says, Belichick said Mac Jones ain't working, get out. On the other hand, we have Kyle saying Jimmy throw another pick. Is Purdy any worse? No accountability. It is interesting. Belichick benched Mac Jones, and and they're now starting their rookie fourth-round pick, who isn't that impressive either. Very interesting. Kind of a dichotomy of what Kyle's doing over here. John says, Grant, don't know if you saw my tweet, but Kyle is 1-29 when trailing by three-plus points in the fourth quarter. He has to go, man. And and 7-30 when he's trailing at halftime. 7-30 when trailing at halftime. That's amazing. I mean, would Chip Kelly have been... Worse, I, he's Kyle's turned out to be like the slow version of Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly went fast for no reason. Kyle goes slow for no reason. They're both bad. It's crazy. See, Turley says context went down three plus going into the fourth quarter since 2017. Shanahan one and 29, McVay three and 27, Harbaugh four and 21, Belichick four and 25. NFL average in the situation is 13.3%. Kyle has a 3.3%. Can't kill him for this. So you're saying he's 75% worse than everyone else? Is that what you're saying? I think that's bad. I think Josh came up with those statistics. 
Yeah, that's a, those are definitely Josh statistics. Hunter says, the question I'd really appreciate to be asked is, Kyle, at this point, fans have reason to be frustrated with the job you're doing. Wouldn't you say so? What can you say to those fans? What he would say is, it is a good question. What would he say? You know, I'm working, oh, well, working hard. We work hard. We work hard all the time. It's just a matter of time. You know, everybody's got to do their job, but we know. We can't simple. get too high. Can't get too low. You got to stay the course. Don't ride the roller coaster. Yeah, we've been in these positions before. Yeah. Uh, Michael Hamilton says Kyle is to offensive genius as Boyardee is to chefs. <laughs> that was you know, funny. I like that. The first time I ever got Boyardee, I, I begged my mother to get it. And I ate it. And I, this is terrible. I was a kid, you know? Yeah. It was really bad. Yeah. yeah. I know. As a kid, my friends would love that. And I'd say, hey, mom, can I have it? She's like, no, you don't want that. It's not, it's not real Italian. Yes. Uh, your mom, our, my wife, what an Italian cook. She yeah. could have been in a restaurant. Absolutely, she could have. She could have. 808 says, they got rid of Defoe because nobody was going to give a first for Armstead. Defoe was the leader of this locker room, and now they have no one except Kyle, for Kyle Shanahan, guys. Yeah, Defoe really was a leader in that locker room. Also, Robert Sala was a leader on the on the coaching staff. He was. Yes. He really was. Just sending positive vibes to the Niners. All right, Callie. They need him. Mark Dunn says, we are 3-4. and four. If Lance started up to this point, would we have a worse record? What a waste. Yeah, that's the problem. You'd rather be 3-4 and four with a... A young, improving quarterback than this guy. Yes, this guy. This guy. And it's the whole thing. Like, oh, you wanted this guy. It's back to Niners football. You shouldn't be three and four. Ingar says, "Here's you're a new member. Thank you. Overdue says, I've said MS meant Kyle Shanahan for sure. Wonder what MS says. I'm sure he's saying, Kyle, you're doing great. It's not your fault. Eddie Marco says, Purdy is better than Trey. Okay. I'm glad you feel that way based on your analysis of the situation steven says what are the odds of the niners pick up kinlaw's, kinlaw's fifth year option to extend mcglinchy i wish i was joking we'll see let's, man kinlaw could come back this season let's pass on that question yeah we'll see i, I don't think mcglinchy's coming back though you think mcglinchy's coming back uh, let's just pass on the question i don't think he's coming back d block says or you throw with your eyes closed oh yeah that's embarrassing embarrassing What's moments that? throwing with your eyes closed who did it oh, jimmy wait. in the super bowl oh, i got it more embarrassing plays Jimmy did it in the Super Bowl. His interception, he had his eyes closed. Irfan says, I've seen people suggest a SF trade for Mac Jones. Thoughts? Ah. What do you think? Hilarious. Trade Hilarious. for Mac Jones. Hilarious. What's almost, which was equally funny, is that people thought the Niners should take him with the third pick. Seattle wins the division. Geno. The job that Pete Carroll is doing this year is just remarkable. He's a hell of a coach. I thought the league had passed him by, but he's doing yep. very well. I would, I would add that there's a lot of games to go. It's true. Um... That being said, he's got Geno Smith looking a lot better than Kyle's got Jimmy looking. And Geno Smith is Geno Smith. Yeah, I never thought Geno Smith could do these things. Shows you how important coaching is. Yeah. Chris Grove says, what about when you run your pocket quarterback between the tackles and he breaks his ankle? How embarrassing. Oh, yeah, that's embarrassing. Uh, yeah, you know, that's worse than a safety. That's worse than a safety. Yeah. Um Chris says, you're not haters. You both speak the truth, and sometimes the truth hurts. We all love your honest journalism. No need to sugarcoat it. Yeah, that's why you guys are here, and I appreciate you guys very much. Thank you. Y'all aren't haters. Y'all are truthers, and uh, what? I don't know what the last part said, but thank you for saying we're not haters. A um, couple more. Sean, couple more. Sean O'Leary says, what you both are describing, hater versus lover, is a problem beyond sports these days. People want to hear what they want to hear. And sadly, most of the media, sports, politics, et cetera, are willing to do just that. It's true. Yeah, That's true. Like if people, if someone figures out on the beat, hey, a lot of people like Jimmy Garoppolo or a lot of people want coverage that says the Niners are doing everything right. Someone's going to fill that void. 
because there's money to be made. People are gonna people want to hear it. Hey, this was a smart move. This was a great trade. The Niners are gonna win this week. Those guys make money. Josh says Grant's praised the Niners plenty of times this year more than they deserve. Thanks, Josh. Um, 808 Niners says what's embarrassing is the effort the last two weeks. Kyle Shanahan teams are front runners, and when teams hit him in the mouth, they quit. Hence, trailing in the fourth quarter. I love it. That's wow. a metaphor. Love it. Trey Shield says, I can't believe we're having this conversation about you and Pops, some 49ers haters, laughing my butt off. The both of you stated numerous times that y'all are not Niner fans. I guess the truth hurts. I guess Thank it you. does. Thanks for that uh, Hamlet summary, lol. It says Ralph Z. <laughs> you paid $2 to give my dad's summary of Hamlet a thumbs down. Well, joke's on you. Thumbs down? He gave you Zs. Hamlet's interesting. Oh, he didn't find Hamlet interesting. It's all right. It's okay. okay. You can't please everyone. Hold on. What's his name? I, I forget. Okay. Let me go back and find him. Hold on. Where, what's your name, buddy? I don't know. Okay. Ralph. Ralph, Ralph. Macchio. Ralph Macchio. Ralph. Yeah. You're entitled not to like uh, Hamlet and you're entitled not to like Shakespeare. That's your business. That's all I have to say. I like that. Xavier says the Jets and Salah are 5-2. and two. The Dolphins under McDaniel uh, uh, undefeated when Tua plays, and the Seahawks with Geno Smith are leading the division. Good coaches. Good coaches. Now it's time for Kyle to prove that he's won too. Quan Goat says, what's up, Grant and Lowell? As a Niner fan, I appreciate that y'all keep it 100 and holding this team accountable. We have, a good, we have a gold standard, and this is an embarrassment for this organization with all this talent and garbage output. Yeah, the Niners are the Yankees. Go ahead. I love it. Um, when I would talk to certain really great players, Steve Young, for example, we have a gold standard. Yeah. Also, Steve called it it. It. It is the standard of the 49ers. These players need to uphold it. And when they wanted Jimmy and not Trey Lance, they were no longer upholding the gold standard. They were upholding their comfort. That's right. That's absolutely right. And, you know, maybe other teams like the Detroit Lions or the Minnesota Vikings would be content to be relevant and talked about but the Niners have won five Super Bowls, and their mission is to win a sixth. And if you can't deliver a Super Bowl, but all you can do is keep the team relevant and in the playoffs, that's not good enough. No, it's not that, good enough. That's the, the bronze standard. Yeah, you can't do that. Not with the Niners. These are the Yankees. These, these you're supposed to be have the highest standards all the time. Josh Olivas says, "I know McLeod's had a couple good returns, but can we please see something new?" I don't. I haven't seen much from Ray Ray McLeod. MD says, Jed York, bring back Jim Harbaugh. Allow him to develop Lance and team. Give Kyle this year to make playoffs or the head coach interview process starts. If Jed could get Harbaugh back, I don't think fans would be upset. Oh, God, no. No. And that's one interesting thing for Jed. That's the one move he can make where fans would be like, okay, fine by me. I agree. I and you know, know I, Iggy, I, I don't know, know if would, Michigan would be fine with that. And I don't know what his contract situation is at Michigan. Good and point to me like he has a very good life there yeah why would he need does he really want to work for jed again you've worked for jed you know what that's like right um big but at the same time if jed gives him 15 million dollars a year maybe maybe they could work it out seems like the worser jimmy gets so do so do his fans i think what i what bugs me about jimmy is his fans jimmy's nice he actually said hello to me in the locker room the other day. he said hey grant and i he felt did. bad he did hey grant how you doing i'm like oh jimmy you're, he's a nice guy. What I don't like is the people that, like Colin Cowherd, who prop him up like he's a special quarterback. Like, no, he's serviceable. There's nothing wrong with that. But he's not special. But he's a nice guy. 
He is a nice guy. Andy. He's a nice guy. He's a gentleman. I like him. I tweeted that the other day after he said my name. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Glass half full guy says, get Grant. Uh, would you trade Fred Warner? Not sure what they could get for him. I would consider it. No one's off limits. Fred Warner had a terrible game. The last two games, he was awful. So, yeah, everyone, no one's off limits. I agree. Uh, 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 Fred Warner, I agree. He's, You know, he's at an impact position. And Iggy, he may be slowing down a tiny bit. He's in. He makes so many tackles a game. He's mm-hmm. almost like a running back. Yeah, he gets a That's lot right. of hits. That's right. So and I the would, shelf life for yeah. These I, are high impact positions. Yeah. Oh Sorry. God. Jeff Bernardo says honestly, I feel like Kyle needs to receive the same scrutiny that Cliff Kingsbury is getting in Arizona. Should have traded those picks for a cornerback or O line help. Yeah, like Cliff Kingsbury is a joke in Arizona because. His dad didn't win a Super Bowl. Like Kyle, his resume would lead him to being the butt of a lot of jokes, but he's protected from all that because of he's a brand. And that's why I cover him the way I do. Charles Goh says, even if your analysis is occasionally correct, you're, you two are funny as hell. Thank you. Thank I think you. my dad's very funny. funny. I want to be a joker. Thank you both for your honest views as Black Orchid. That's nice. Andy Sanchez says, I'm just here to say thanks for the Hamlet summary. Yeah. That's thank right. You. Thank you. John Garcia, thank you. Kyle gets uh, the yips when one of his plays goes wrong. He does he seem to choke. Game. C. Turley says, how much worse does the drama get if the Niners lose to the Rams? Can you imagine the hell? Oh, my God. If they go into the bye week on a three-game losing streak, oh, oh, yeah, it, it would be pretty bad. If they go in the diehard fans are going to say they were three and five last year. Exactly. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. That's what's going to happen. I did a tweet this week. You know, he's getting to look Kyle like um, Tom Sula and Chip Kelly. So many people wrote, they were offended by the comparison. As if Kyle's some champion, you can't talk about him that way. You're right. It's, It's a heresy to talk about him right now. He's a loser and he's a career loser. Now, he may not be at the level of those two losers. He's a loser. Uh, and if I could want to have make poke fun of him, it's not like poking fun of the Pope. And it was funny. You, you said if they lose this week to the Rams, the diehard fans are going to be there with them and say they were 3-5 and five last year. I agree. If they win this week against the Rams, a team that sucks, that they beat all the time, can you imagine what the diehard fans are going to say? <gasps> Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. They beat the Rams. They're 4-4. Four and four. Watch out for the no one. This is a team no one wants to face down the stretch. Like, oh my god, oh that, my god, beating the Rams again proves something. We know they can beat the Rams. That's uh, true. Oh and yeah, CMC. Now we got CMC. Oh, Colin Cowherd is going to come out and be like, oh, I told you the Diners are the best team. Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, dude. Okay, okay. Let's see how they do against the Chargers. Because right now, if the, if the team isn't in their division or on the brink of firing their head coach, the Niners are going to lose. That's been their pattern. So, anyway, Alex says, stop hating on Dan Brunskill at right tackle. I said he should be the right tackle. I know. I, I would put Dan Brunskill at right tackle right now. And we haven't mentioned his name. And What's Jimmy's? What is this I don't name? hate. What stop, t- yeah, I'm hating on you for saying that. What's Jimmy's QBR thrown on the run? Probably really bad. The, the dark Azriel says Aaron Rodgers doesn't look happy in Green Bay, so why not trade him for Jimmy G, Mike McGlinchey, and maybe a late pick? Yeah, I think that'll get it done. That's what yeah. they want. That'll get it done. They say you will do it. Yeah. I'll get it done. Oh, anyway, that's the show. 
Stop donating money because we're going to end the show right now. I know there's a little bit of a lag, so we'll give you a second, but it's over. Thank you very much. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Dad, this has been a great show. What do you think? I Well, it's the high point in my week, being with you, Guy. I love it. I wasn't prepared for the, for the Hamlet part, but th- I think that was the best part. It was the most unusual part of the show relating the 49ers to Hamlet. You can't get that anywhere else. I loved it, <laughs> and it worked. Iggy, we were both English majors. We think about stuff. I'm, if I bored you with Hamlet, I apologize. Are you t- are you saying that Kyle's Hamlet this year? That he's on on the on the sideline looking at his play sheet? No, I, I don't know what to do. You know what I think he is? I Ooh. think Kyle is the Hamlet of the Bay. He's the Hamlet of the Bay. To be or not to be? It's what should I do? To be. What do I do? Yeah. What do I do? He's the Hamlet of the Bay. Should I get revenge? No, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a play. Where I get revenge, and then I'm going to send a message to the guy. Like, isn't that what Hamlet does? Yes. Makes, he does the play, right? One, you didn't know who Polonius is, and this is going to right. get most of you. Jed, Jed is Polonius. Oh, yeah. Say why? Because he spoke. He was. He spoke in cliches. Neither a borrower, oh. lender, be, and he was. Right, a, right, right. You know, and he got killed behind a curtain. I'm not saying that he should get killed. <laughs> Believe me. I'm not saying Jed should be killed, but he's about as irrelevant right now as Polonius. The other thing that made it tough for Hamlet is the person that told him he needed to get revenge was a ghost, his dad. So he had to be like, okay, ghosts are real. I didn't know that. That's right. So and, now, now I'm taking orders from a ghost. Okay, that's, that's tough. And there's a whole school of criticism that says there was no real ghost. It was his psychology <laughs> talking to him. <laughs> I love that. Ghost. I love that. It was, a ghost. it was a fucking ghost. All right. Lowell, <laughs> Lowell, not any loser. Big time loser. Big time loser. Ooh. Who's the they are. I guess, I guess Kyle. I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, they, yeah. The 49ers are the embodiment of a safety right now until they yeah, figure it out. Thanks for the show. Thanks for watching, everyone. Dad, I love you. I love you, Iggy. Uh, I'll call you in a minute. See you guys.